yes, for Fanny Pamara. Just May. No, your EastEnders bust was ridiculous Thanks. and stupid and funny, and I actually enjoyed it. What let it down was the construction, where it sort of looked like Queen Victoria was pregnant. She'd balanced a pint on her belly. <laughs> Tonight, Ruaria, to me, it's kind of run of the mill. I feel like you need to elevate it some more. I think you're gorgeous, and I'd love to see your not not so made up face because you're beautiful. And I think I'd just like to see that not having to go, hey kids, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you're great. Thank That's you. awkward, Joanna. She's not wearing any makeup. Tinted <laughs> moisturizer. Do you always wear the big exaggerated eye? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty limited with uh, my makeup skills, um, but you know we're going to try different things. Yeah, where are you from? Originally from Essex, but now I'm in East London. You're in East London. Is that where Stratford Mall is? I'm very close to it. I love that mall. Yeah. I used to work there. Really? At one of the makeup shops? No, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I used to run the moisturizer shop. I thought I recognized yeah. you. <laughs> My best customer. <laughs> Thank you, May. Thank you. I feel like this might be the first time RuPaul engaged in elevator small talk with a queen on the runway and it just showed me okay I, I think RuPaul is just not impressed yeah I mean the other lens I had of this was that like RuPaul could see that just May was uh, a, a different energy than say some of these more confident queens was not your cheddar gorgeouses you know uh, and I felt like she was slipping the kid gloves on if like Okay, I can see you're a little shaken up. Why don't you tell me about your... You know, it's like when somebody's having a panic attack and an EMT worker is like, okay, why don't you tell me your name? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And how many siblings do you have? Okay, that's good. And just like bringing her back down to earth. Makeup counter. Okay. Oh, no, the moisturizer counter. Okay, great, great. Yeah, let's, let's talk about a mall because a mall might come. Yeah, you, yeah, you exactly. Know? Like bring you back to, to, the, to the runway here before I send you home. Uh, but, you know, before we get further into it, it is not just May or just us on this episode. Uh, we are kicking off Drag Race UK season four with a guest, an alum of the podcast and an alum of, let's just say it up front, the best variation of Drag Race, Drag Race Thailand. Please welcome back to the podcast, Jeannie. Jeannie, welcome back. Hi, y'all. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing, Jeannie? Are you hanging in there? I'm so good. I'm here. I live in LA now. And you know, my new motto in life is if you're not on a current season of Drag Race, you should be talking about Drag Race. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's kind of what we've been doing for the past six years. That's what yeah. it is. That's how it is now. That's how it is. That's how it is. So excited to be here. It's going to be fun. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what What are your thoughts on um, talking about a, a mall instead of anything else with a queen on the runway? I think yeah, I think the analysis is right. She uh, Rue was trying to get her get her get her some calmness in that moment, and also just give her some camera time, knowing what's going to come in the few in you know in a few minutes or however long it took to get to the get to the elimination. Um, I also think perhaps this is the perhaps this is the first time someone has been eliminated for their entrance look is what really happened because mm. that's what happened. Yeah. That is when when Rue saw Starlet walk in and then saw Just mm. May walk in, you know, 
is is tough. It's tough. She's just May. Yeah. And that breastplate, similar to Drag Race Thailand season two, our very first elimination, M. Stranger Fox, it's a breastplate. It's a breastplate issue for both of these eliminations. So maybe we should reconsider these rubber. I think that's a fair point. On Dragula, they talk about club kid shoes. And maybe on Drag Race, Mm. we need to talk about breastplates. Mm. It's a topic. It's like a new charity (laughs) that we need to figure out and get some money to some queens to have some alternative solutions. Yeah. I think action. I like like that you're proposing solutions Mm. with action. I Mm. like this. Absolutely. absolutely. I care. I'm a queen who cares. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I do think that it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting point, though, uh, because just May and Starlet, their entrance looks were brought into question. I don't think that ever has been done. And I don't know how fair I think it necessarily is. I was a little surprised what RuPaul said mm-hmm. about Starlet. Um, and uh, but I guess I wasn't that surprised with just may i didn't ne- i to be honest with you i did not see it until the lip sync mm. when she was lip syncing i was like oh this yeah. is kind of yeah. a basic look yeah yeah mm. it moves around yeah you can see the gaps but that but she was lips she also had the un- misfortune of lip syncing in the second look of the runway right which is right. like okay let's remind everyone again about why this outfit is bad like it was very vis too too visible if it had been her first look that was like str- a little stronger, she wore that one. Maybe mm-hmm. different outcome. Yeah, really. That, mm-hmm. At that point, the lip sync is really just showcasing the look that's sending her home. Yeah. And, yeah. and really, I think you make a good point about the entrance look because I think that Just May, and I say this with just love, is a, an example of a queen that I knew was going home real early in the episode and it was just an energy that I could feel I and and maybe the kinder lens on this is that what the feeling I was getting from just May which is really interesting especially in season four of UK and the 800 seasons of drag race we've had in general is this felt like someone who wasn't keenly aware that they were on television the way a lot of other mm-hmm. queens do there was almost in a like a, a britain's got talent energy of like oh who is this queen that's come on to the show for an episode yeah you know Interesting, especially with the Jerry Hallowell kind of thing. Like I, yeah, it's it's like too on the nose, mm-hmm. you know, and not in a campy way. Um, I yeah, she, uh, she's just May. Uh, she she was she came and she went. I will say I, I thought there was another queen that was going to go home. I thought that Pixie might have been mm. sent home from what I saw in the episode. But uh, where did you see it early on in the episode, Colin? You know, I think it was like, even in kind of like, you know, there's the sort of social justice corner where she and LaPhil were talking about like body image issues and whatnot. And like, especially in the first episode, when you get one of those moments, that's either the queen who's going home or the queen who's winning. It's like, that's why we're getting the story this week. Um, But uh, I, I think it was just kind of that muted energy. It was just kind of like that, oh, I think you're just... I like Starlet is quiet, but you're kind of giving me meek, you know? So, yeah. And they both, mm. they all, all three. Okay. So both of them, I mean, Starlet was not in the bottom. She did, she did really well. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's like this, um, Dakota Schiffer was in the bottom, right? She was very quiet, very timid. And yep. I think, um, 
I think what occurred to me about the bottom two, and I don't know if this is against the structure of the show. I forgot how we how we do this, but I know we're at the ending, and anyone who's watched this already knows who, no who left yeah. and whatever. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, or listens to this, they'll know. But they both had something where they kind of were well, very well defined by a thing that they've defined themselves as. One is this aesthetic, this like you know this Twiggy supermodel in Italy aesthetic that that Dakota Schiffer talks about and then one of them is Jerry Hallowell so it's like it's it's they they've like they have like a very a small specific thing that they're latching on to and then and it feels it feels shallow in this first episode it feels shallow yeah and I wonder Mm. if I wonder if Jerry Hallowell, not Jerry Hallowell. I wonder, if, I wonder if the Queen, I wonder just if May. the Queen just May. I wonder if just May's was a little too shy. I forgot her name for a second, and it's just literally, it's just May. It's just May. Um, I just, I wonder if it was just a little too shallow. That like what, like what she's presenting about herself mm-hmm. is a, is not showing enough depth. Even if the outfits looked good, the depth was not there. Even if it was a beautiful version of Jerry Hallowell, would that have been enough? It did feel shallow. It did. It felt like in the episode we got, it was just like, except for the bust, except for the EastEnders bust, it was almost like I was surprised it wasn't a Spice Girls reference for the first runway. And it really just felt like from the drag she was portraying and how she then also talked about it of like, well, I've got limited skills. It was like, well, then like... How'd you get in here, sweetheart? Don't say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, don't say it. Don't like, say it. Yeah. I can't sew. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, well there we are. Yeah. yeah. Well, Courtney Act, she didn't, she didn't, I know she said, she talked about, not, not Courtney Act, um, Derek Berry mm-hmm. was like, same season. Derek Berry did not, it did not fully really admit on the runway that they can't do makeup. They're like, I'll take that, I'll take that feedback and I will pretend to draw some brows next time and it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> oh God. And then look what oh, happened. And look what happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love Derek Barry. Yeah. No one looked more surprised than she did on the runway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, truly. He's like over here. Jeez. The placement on those girls. It was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, what do you say, Colin? We jump into the episode here. Uh, I know that we've been doing an intro. Do you want to do an intro just for old time? Just sake? for yeah, what just for say? S's and G's, just to remind everybody who we are, and then we're never gonna tell you again. But just this once, just May. Just today, uh, in honor of May, we'll let you know that this week is another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things draggy, queeny, campy, and queer. I'm Johnny, and how old are you? And I'm just Colin. And I'm done. And that's it. No more Just Mays. I promise. That's the last one. <laughs> maybe. Just uh, maybe. Dismayed. Yeah. <laughs> dismayed. Just uh, maybe. And of course, we have Jeannie, who uh, we uh, absolutely adore. Thank you so much, Jeannie, again, for coming back on. Uh, we re- really appreciate it. I'm especially excited because there is like a first episode jitters to some of these queens. And there's also like a lot of peacocking going on. And I know as a former contestant, you you might have more insight into what we saw uh, in this in general um, than, than, than probably normal. Because uh, it is that first episode. And I think it's just like put on display there. Yeah. You know, honestly, when I saw it... Um... When I watched the episode last night, I was like, 
this is so it feels far beyond what we did for Drag Race Thailand season two, because the show has advanced so far in in these few years, these last couple of years since then, and so many markets, so many places. They've really, you know, people comment on how fast these seasons are coming out, how quickly, even within one country, one market, they're coming out fairly fast. I think it's because they know in a place like the UK. You get to season four, season five is where iconic things start to happen more and more and more. And the and the level of production is up and everything's up. Everything's like big, big, big. So I would I would equate season four to more like U.S. season, some, some advanced season, like seven, eight, nine, you know, maybe maybe something around there where it's like getting bigger. Mm. You have these queens who are identities, like major identities in the in the UK drag scene who are here now. So it's only going to get bigger from here. I feel like we were still experimenting with, you know, in season two. And and I think it's it's more it's more common on this season, UK four to have queens who are very aware of what's happening around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we even see we, we've seen that in more recent seasons where, you know, and we even see it this episode with Danny Beard and Untucked where the queens will talk in a meta way about like, oh, I hate when people do this on the show or, oh, my God, I'm having one of those moments mm-hmm. in the workroom. Um, you know, I think Cheddar, you know, says, oh, here's that part where we all scramble to mark our territory and grab a spot and get undressed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so there is like a real meta awareness of like these are people who have watched the show, who know you know how the first episode's supposed to go and that's part of why i found just may kind of fascinating because i was like honey have you seen the show like I, it just and it was in a mm-hmm, refreshing mm-hmm. way of like you're not doing any of that you know yeah and the and the crying at the in the runway right there was a couple and it would make it sound so bad but a couple of a couple of the queens had tearful moments on the runway but that doesn't happen so fast usually yeah. that's not on episode one right where people are like i'm so glad to be here i got the chance but it was episode one and it was like you the the weight of knowing where you are in this moment was there and that was in their heads and good or bad it was there yeah, yeah, I, I hear yeah, that. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of love when, when a queen comes in and they're not doing what they've done before. They're not following a script, um, and that's kind of why I, I am a little disappointed that Just May is gone. There are other people that I found just really Ooh. gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Say their names. Uh, <laughs> wow, Bob. Um, well, you know, I, I. I, I wasn't that impressed with Dakota Schiffer in terms of like what the perspective was. Um, I uh, Pixie Polite, I was kind of like, well, I think you're funny. Um, and then I, man, I hate to say it. And this is going to be my most controversial opinion. But like when Starlet came in the workroom, I was like, wow, you're gorgeous. And then nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we like, you know, why don't we get into these entrances and just some first impressions? I did not do a lot of like any research. Like I didn't do kind of like, okay, this is like this queen's legacy. Like I know a lot of these people are names, but sometimes it's helpful to kind of forget that and just be like, okay, I'm just judging by what I'm seeing in the room. Um, And sometimes like in episode one, and this happens every season, there's two or three queens that I just cannot tell apart. You know, like this season we've got some slinky twinks that I'm not really, you know, fully able to distinguish. I feel like I'm going to say Carrot Gorgeous and Cheddar Top a few times before I get Mm. it right. Um, But let's kick things off with Danny Beard, who uh, first in the room, a queen I had heard of before, a name I've seen on Twitter. Jeannie, were you familiar with Danny Beard? Oh, Danny Beard. With with Danny Beard? 
I was not I was not familiar with Jenny Beard, but I am I'm well and well and truly familiar now after this episode. Yeah. I uh I'm gonna say at the you know, outset here on the first episode of the season, uh the moratorium on comparing queens to other queens is is stricken down. Even RuPaul does it. So I'm mm-hmm. okay. I'm going to freely yeah. compare because it's just points of reference. Um mm-hmm. and I feel like what I was certainly I was getting the Liverpool Vivian energy, like mixed with like a Norwegian fitness model. Those were that was what I was seeing up mm-hmm. front out of drag. It's refreshing because I thought you might compare her to another bearded queen, and that was one thing that struck me about Danny Beard is that I, I, I couldn't compare her to another bearded queen, which is good. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. She didn't. She didn't really highlight her. She didn't really highlight her beard. Either. She didn't mm-hmm. like make, but maybe that's maybe that's her look now. Maybe it's like texture, but not. I don't know. Maybe it's not something else. But her, but I, I can totally see the the vivs. The I can see that. Mm-hmm. I'm not as familiar with all the different scenes of drag there, but I can see Viv for sure in there. Yeah, yeah. I could hear the voice. I could see some similar Botox. I think they have a similar doctor. Um, so there was the uh, yes, there were the, you know, group discount. It's a Groupon. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, Do you think Danny's going far, Colin? I I think the question is when are they going to ask Danny to change the makeup up? <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't ask Got Mick, did they? I, that's what I was trying to remember. Did Got Mick change the makeup up? Did did she just like do for Paris? Yeah, for, for Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like yeah. if you do it a few times, that's enough. You know, just oh, to show them. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I didn't. I was. I was like. I was like. Um. I was like kind of super i was not impressed that much really with danny beard's style Mm -hmm. it it felt like it felt like it was slightly elevated um like barware drag like waterproof like just it was you know it was like you know you could just scrub it down that kind of stuff like it felt like that versus something sumptuous and i'm not looking for sumptuous and ornate from every queen but uh, you know, it felt like it felt like I felt underwhelming. It felt like it was something you could you could squeeze by a crowd in. Mm-hmm. That's what I was oh, seeing on the runway. Interesting. Yeah. What an interesting nuance. I mean, I will say it's it's best to be prepared. It's also very sexual. Uh, so whether you're getting sprayed with semen or you're getting sprayed mm-hmm. with beer, uh, absolutely, yeah, Danny always. Beard is game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and for the mini Confirmed. challenge this week, I feel like it was the perfect look. You know, I mean, you know, well, true. Yeah, oh. yeah. It was like Starlet's okay. nightmare. Uh, but then oh Danny god. was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't wait to talk about. I, that. I better fucking win oh. this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so let's move on to Baby. Baby came in um, as one of the best dancers from London. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody puts a baby in the corner, obviously. Um, I, otherwise, Baby didn't um, didn't really ping this episode. Yeah, it didn't pop. No, I didn't see her that much after the beginning. She had the scene where she was like, me too, me too, with the dancing. We were when, yeah. uh, when whoever was joking. Uh, I think Pixie was, who was joking at the beginning with her? Who was like, I can do all the, oh, Danny Beard was joking. Oh, Danny yeah. Beard. All the yeah. dances, yeah. But after that, baby, baby, baby was in the corner. Yeah, I was gonna say she was kind of a supporting character this episode, and I mean, I remember when we did Canada's Drag Race most recently, and you know, spoilers for Canada's Drag Race, everybody. But I remember on the episode one, both of us saying like, "Yeah, I, I you know, Giselle Lullaby, I don't know, didn't really make an impact yet, but I noticed her, and like, then look what happened." So mm-hmm. you know, uh, not gonna count baby out yet. You know, baby steps. 
<laughs> yeah, and and uh, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but her runway wasn't uh, wasn't bad. I mean, I I like the Rasta Mouse interpretation, which I thought was really creative. And then you know, uh, the the red puff pantsuit. I just, I mean, that was cool. Uh, so. Yeah. It seems like there's more in there, but uh, for whatever reason, and obviously because it was a short enough episode, um, they couldn't they couldn't feature Baby. Yeah, and they put her in a corner. Yeah, it wasn't her episode. I'm looking up her entrance look now to remind myself. It was oh, no a cute. It was a cute entrance it was, look. It was cute. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, it was cute. cute I enough, feel like yeah. I'm. I, I. It's you either wow me. And yeah. I and I'm talking about you, or it's like it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and and that's kind of where I am with. That's what it should be, though. It should be iconic. It should be uh, it should be bad or good. Mm-hmm. I say that because pe- half of the people did not like mine, but then they <laughs> talked about it. At least they said something about the teddy bear outfit, right? But right. if it's forgettable, then that's like you know, because because and that's why you know we you had you we had said like maybe maybe they hadn't judged entrance looks in the past or talked brought them into the the runway discussion. But it's almost like it is a challenge in itself. How do you present yourself to the world for the first time? Can you handle it? Mm-hmm. Can you show mm-hmm. something? Can you can you can you speak? Uh, you know, can you say something of substance of any sort or memorable? So kind of as a mini challenge. I think of Willow Pill, right? Willow Pill was one of those entrance looks that was bad, but mm. became so iconic, and it wasn't bad because she mm-hmm. did it on purpose. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, let's move on to Pixie Polite, who I I know that you had said before didn't really resonate for you this episode. I I'm keeping an eye on Pixie Polite because I feel like while she certainly was a supporting character this episode, I feel like there is big narrator energy with Pixie Polite that I'm really into. Um, and I see you doing that face, but I'm telling you, put a pin in like Pixie Pixie Polite might be a potential season narrator. I, I hey I I would love to see it. Um, uh, there's just something that didn't re- register for me with Pixie. I was like, which one is she? Oh wait, which one? Is, did mm-hmm. she look like Jerry? Wait, she kind of did look like a little bit. Yeah, and they had a look. They had a look at each other when like the whole Jerry Hallowell thing came. They're like red hair, plus mm-hmm. size queen. Oh my god, there can't be two of us. Can't <laughs> have two. There's nothing Jesus Christ. In the van. Oh my god. <laughs> One of us has to change hair colors or something. <laughs> prison, yeah, prison, honey, exactly. <laughs> <Horrible. Yeah. laughs> Do they call prison something different in the UK? I wonder. I wonder. Uh, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> they figure it out. That. There's that old spelling of jail is like G A O L. I don't know. That's all I can think of. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, her entrance look. This pixie, pixie's entrance look has these like, um, these little like unattached garter straps. And I feel like I've seen that a few times on this episode. So is that like a trend alert type thing? Like these little like just unattached garteries, just like, oh, a hint of garter. Right. But not actually connected. Okay. I it's see it's it. like instead of it's like instead of being red for not having a skirt, I'm just gonna have the garters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just there. It's cute. But I feel like for certain viewers, it's like all I can focus on is fix your garter. Fix <laughs> your garter. Attach your garter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh. Um, well, let's move into Sminty Drop. I, I I know we're not supposed to compare queens, but again, fuck that moratorium. Yeah, it's over. Um, uh, Christopher Sachi walked in, right? Yeah. Like That's what I was getting. Skinny, blonde, fashion, severe, um, not a bitch, just drawn that way. You know, mm-hmm. a goofball. 
Okay, what other queen? I want to ask you what other queen comes to mind? Because there's one more from another international season who's like yeah. very similar to this. I didn't want to say it because I thought, oh, is that? But like, I'm getting a little Scarlet Adams. Is that what you're referring to? I was going to say Sagittaria. Oh my god! Oh, oh, my, oh god. my god! Get the soundboard. Like, yeah, really <laughs> similar, right? It's... Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh. That is so similar. Yeah. That's who it is. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna rescind Crystal Versace, and I'm gonna say it is Sagittaria. That it, and uh, granted, like all of those first impressions are gone after seeing that antique shade look. Mm-hmm. But oh my god. Oh my God! Uh, and I'm not again. Like I'm not always impressed by, you know, the the pretty severe drag queen. Like that's not always my aesthetic uh, when I like appreciate drag. But uh, that look, oh my God! But this look, uh, again, I was like, okay, all right, she's horny. Um, mm, at least mm-hmm. she was goofy about it. I appreciated that uh, that that came out. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of torso there too. With a lot of torso. A lot of torso. No boobs. That's tough. Yeah. No boobs. All torso. Out of drag. What are you coming out with in all torso and no boobs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, out of drag, oh. I'm getting this, like, my New Jersey upbringing is showing big Jersey Shore vibes. I feel like I could see mm. Sminty and Scar- and Starlet out of drag, frankly, like, on the Jersey Shore, on the boardwalk, in board shorts. Like, I'm, there's just something very regional that I'm seeing. Um but it, overall, there's a board shorts energy out of drag, and that's yeah, you know. I totally if Sminty if Sminty's a top, I am ready to have a boyfriend. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just the season. Um, just the right one, right? You should ask her. I should ask. Hey, Sminty. Yeah. Hey, Sminty. Are you listening to you this podcast? Want to drop it in my DM? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I love I love the I love honestly I love the goofiness. I like you said before. It's the knowing she's a certain look and then still being like, you know, people realize right away as soon that oh it's just your eyebrows. Like I know that's a storyline, but mm-hmm. it, you can tell it's true for her. She's not just like people like me. <laughs> I'm a bitch. Yeah. She's not like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that Jessica Rabbit energy of like mm-hmm. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. and uh, he makes me laugh. You know, oh, so good. Um, speaking of which, Starlet out of drag for me is like Pearl. That's mm. what I'm getting. In a bucket hat. Yeah. Uh, in a bucket hat. And maybe right. down the shore. Oh, and Orion story. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, okay. like a yep. stoner, a little bit like a stonery vibe out of drag. Yeah. Mm. relaxed. There is oh, a. It's so hard to be a perfect queen like her. <laughs> there, there's totally a brand of like. Um, stoner older brothers out of drag on Drag Race. And Orion's story is really like the mm. perfect example. But I'd say Starlet and Sminty are definitely like getting high in the garage with Orion when mom's not home. Rose, right? Rose yeah, is probably sure. like is a couple years older, but yeah, um, buys them mm. beer when they're too College. young. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. right, 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 right. In drag, Starlet, the minute she walked in, I was like, oh, Blair, St. Clair. Mm-hmm. I got that on the runway, certainly in that little fairy look. Oh, definitely the fairy. Because yeah. there was Blair was in that. Um, she played the fairy in the Farmer Rusical. That's what I was seeing. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's what you're seeing. Um, but yeah, she hasn't performed a lot. That's going to be a storyline for Starlet, um, and something to look out for because, uh, you know, it was a little jarring to hear RuPaul 
say this is the best look that she's entrance look that she's seen in all of the seasons of Drag Race. She said it's in this workroom. She said in this workroom. So I think oh, she, I think she meant room. UK. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. But in I but it was a good a good damn look. It's a it's beautiful. It was gorgeous. Oh my god. I even like alone in my apartment was like, oh wow. Yeah, wow. because that level of finesse and de- every detail is more like photo shoot ready, right? Like like you're doing a shoot with your queen is doing a shoot and it's like professional and you're not going to move around too much. So you can put all the bells and whistles, everything on and she had all of it on. And mm. then it started raining and she's like, oh no. Oh my not God. Not what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the real test of like how you react in this moment is how you'll do this season, you know? Um, mm-hmm, either mm-hmm. you play along, it's kind of like, it's like the entrance look thing. Either you have a terrible look or a great look. I think in this case, either you fully play along or you fully diva out, but like make it mm-hmm. memorable. We're testing you right now. Sure. Are you going to give us reality uh-huh. TV? Yeah. 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 We that's true that's true because part of it is like okay perform well and part of it is like maybe not perform so well maybe mm-hmm. do something react react right. be, react right. and be your real self and react and that's real yeah yeah like alaska being like i'm done i'm done i lose i lose when she's in the that's tank. what i was thinking uh-huh. of. Yep. yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, it's also worth mentioning, I'm loving this South African accent. I don't think we've had a South African accent on Drag Race before. And it's very hard to do. I feel like it's very, like, pinched at the end. It's like, thank you very much, mm-hmm. you know? It's like every every sentence has a cat eye. Like, it just closes up like that. <laughs> and I just love it. So I'm ready for more of that. All right, Starlet. What about John Burr's? John Burr's? Let's see, Dawn Burr's. The mo- she had the black one, the black outfit, right? The black dress, mm-hmm. blonde hair, like shopping, uh, Irish queen. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm rooting for her. This is bad, but I'm rooting for her only because she's Irish. Otherwise, I, 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 didn't, I didn't get an impression from her um, when she walked in. I didn't either. I am getting it like... Is- uh, like a Martha Plimpton energy from her. Like if you really glammed up Martha Plimpton and that's what I'm attaching myself to. So I like her because uh. she looks like, and a little bit of Joan Allen. So that's what I'm really excited by is how she looks like other actresses. Okay, Joan yeah. Allen. Yeah. Okay. Well, like okay. Martha Plimpton, like the that that recurring character in The Good Wife who's like that attorney with the children, that one? I th- yeah, she, look her probably. That's, that sounds like something Martha Plimpton Martha would Plimpton. do. And she has like she's like evil looking. That would make she's sense. Bat- oh yes, her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Besides that, not much. Besides that, not much impression. And the, even the runway, the motocross thing or whatever, it was just not. There was not. There was not a lot there for this episode, at least. Mm-hmm. I thought John Burr's was going to be in the bottom. Mm. Honestly, uh, and and only because the runway for me was so strong. But she had like you know a, a pretty cool. Uh, you know, uh, the drag look, uh, the or the who are you look. It was cool that she made that. But then the blue Peter look. I mean, I don't know. Nothing really popped for me. And yeah. like you were saying earlier, Jeannie, like if you don't, if you're forgettable, I think that's worse than even being bad. Yeah. And uh, and so John Burr is one of the queens I would have actually put in the bottom with uh, probably Dakota, um, if I'm being honest. And aesthetic wise, just uh. Just it's John Burr's looks like she took references from young queens who are popular at the moment and then wore those kinds of looks, but it didn't say it wasn't coming from within. Like it was like mm-hmm. a motocross sexy look and a Mugler esque 
um, you know, vine, shiny lapel, cute blazer dress, like thing. It was that's like very on trend and things we've seen lots of queens wear. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it just it seemed like she was trying to recapture youth or something. And she's not an old queen, but just trying to go for like what is seems to be celebrated on Drag Race kind of thing. Yeah, mm. which yeah, I might call her Jabbers because John Burrs keeps being auto like auto respelled as Jabbers on my. I computer. think that's fair. I might uh, call Jabbers. Her okay, John Burrs nay Ramsey. Maybe. <laughs> oh, John Burrs. John Burrs. Ram- John Burrs okay. Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> That was what. That's what it was coming to mind with her name. I was like, "What is her name about?" But right? Okay, yeah, like John Benny Ramsey. Oh my lord! <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh Jumbers. Jumbers. Uh So, uh, Black Peppa. This was the queen that wins BSA for me. I thought she actually had not just because she won, but if she, even if she didn't win, had the most impact this episode. Her effervescence how she, how she was just very vulnerable so off the bat um how different she looked in drag versus out of drag and then that entrance look for me was a huge statement the mask i mean the the you know uh drag race uk chainsaw massacre leatherface mask i appreciate i appreciate um yeah, I mean, Black Peppa seems like, you know, already feels like the breakout star, not only because she won both the mini and the maxi challenge, but just, I, you can just tell when a queen walks in, it's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to know, like Lawrence Cheney felt like this last, you know, in, in her season, it was like, okay, we're going to get to know you. We're, you're going to be a, a, a longtime mm-hmm. queen this season. They wanted us to fall in love with her right, fr- right off mm-hmm. the bat. So they showed a lot of that, I think. And uh, that tells me, yeah, definitely a top three energy here, uh, which I love. I, I love, I love Black Peppa. I think she's fabulous. I love her too. And I'm glad she said in her entrance, she said creativity is her thing, is something that's her secret weapon. She mentioned mm-hmm. that and I was like, mm-hmm. yes, thank God. Cause that creativity is really important. I think people underestimate actively how much to think about that when they're figuring out their concepts, like either the thinking style, aesthetic, whatever, but create. if her thing is creativity and standing out and being different from other people, that's, I think that's a, the right thing to do. That's mm. how you should do it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just, I'm fierce, I'm hot. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've talked about just May. Uh, I think just enough. Just enough. Uh, any other thoughts on her? One one thing I will <laughs> add to just May is she says like, well, when you want a brunch or you want a host, you call me. And I remember we had a, a conversation a while back, maybe even, I forget who with, maybe even with a guest, but about, brunch queens and how brunch if you're ready for brunch like or if you're dressed for brunch i think this was last season on uk it's kind of an insult because mm. it's just not it's not the 10 o'clock show it's brunch yeah i don't know i i uh is the genie what's your take is there a like perception on if you do brunch versus working nights if it's like oh it's like doing a matinee of a play you know what i mean I think it's more on, I think it's more um, the styling, like a brunch style mm-hmm. drag, like your clothes, what you're wearing mm-hmm. is so low, is so low effort usually, right? Compared to what mm-hmm. you wear in a club. And even that club wear too is low effort compared to what you should wear on Drag Race. So it's like two, not even one step down, it's like two steps down. And she's saying in terms of her, her ability to be on the mic, I'm assuming, and keep keep the life alive, right? Mm. But then we didn't see that either that much, unfortunately, in the episode. Yeah. Oh. It wasn't an opportunity for that. 
Yeah, the one talking head she has before the the lip sync when she's like, I'm just hoping that they'll keep me because of my personality. And I thought, oh, mm. honey, give her another take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Valerie. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Dakota Schiffer, uh, she looked gorgeous when she came in. Out of drag, I just have to name this, Cindy Brady meets <laughs> Christina Crawford. I'll also add Jules from Euphoria and Miss Rhode Island from Miss Congeniality. <laughs> oh my God, yes! yes! date <laughs> yes exactly oh my goodness. The fire yes. batons yes exactly. absolutely absolutely <laughs> oh my god is the new game who does dakota, who does dakota look, like? look like she's already got four on the four on the board but that's amazing yeah i was like there was one shot of her in the workroom i was like april 25th like i could just see it <laughs> and, uh, yeah <laughs> she has that energy too she has uh, that energy for sure yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's something really adorable about Dakota and I'm really glad that she didn't go home that she turned it out in the lip sync. I was surprised that Just May didn't. Um but Dakota owned the fuck out of that lip sync and I'm glad that she's sticking around uh because she is there's something really kind of um goofy and and cute about her, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as well as like severe and gorgeous and drag, right? Yeah, she's adorable. Yeah, I I feel like her her she is naturally very pretty, and so her makeup is not very heavy and doesn't feel as drag makeupy as obviously a lot of these other queens. And so I wonder if that I'd like to see that of like, oh, what do you look like when you're wearing a lot of fucking makeup? You know, um, because right now oh. it's like you don't really need to do much more than chapstick and and moisturizer. You know? Yeah, and that comment. I mean, we're gonna get to the runway, but the comment about um, her her to the train of her look being very humble. It's like, mm-hmm. that's also, like, it's like the reflection of the makeup, too. It doesn't have to go over the top, but she might have to dial things up beyond Dakota Schiffer day-to-day feeling of, like, what feels mm-hmm. pretty to her to be to be impactful. But she's cute. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. she's still here, too. She's adorable. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, Carrot Top, uh, who, let me just name right away. I just feel like if Anita Wiglet just calmed down, she would be Carrot Top. Mm. Oh, I can see yeah, this. Yeah, like it, it's very this. much like if Anita yeah. Wiglet took a beta blocker, you'd have Carrot Top. <laughs> and uh, that's, not, that's not, a, it's not a bad thing. I love that Copper Top more than once referenced end of the pier drag and uh pantomime drag right that that is where she's coming from that's the aesthetic i'm rooting for i love copper top i can't believe copper top was close to the bottom um i thought that her looks were fan fucking tastic and uh also just as another person in his late 30s uh she's only 38 I, it's like yeah. it's like she's dead. <laughs> I mean, the shock. She's thirty eight. She's representing for the older queens. I was like, remember when Tempest was representing <laughs> yeah. for the older queens? Like, oh my god, oh my god. we're lower in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Mini Cooper, right? It's like, right. What are we doing? Here? Right. That's so hilarious. I think they. I feel like they were refer- I feel like they were again the meta thing. They were aware of. They're aware of. Mm-hmm. They're referencing that moment without even saying specifically referencing it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they know it's right, right. It's a face oh, crack. Exactly, you? it's a face yeah. crack to ask. And then the one mm-hmm. who was it? Which queen asked? Which queen was it? Um, Sminty, the Sminty. one who was worried Sminty. about being thought of as a bitch is the one who asked the question. The producers made her ask that question. 
Yep. If you're yeah, worried about that, don't ask that question. Yeah. yeah. And you wonder why but people it's true. think this is really, yeah. <laughs> but these are the moments that we like almost subconsciously wait for in the first episode. Yeah, is somebody going, "You're how old? You've only been doing drag for how mm-hmm. long?" It's all of those like, she's got yeah, kids. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got exactly. kids. Yeah, yeah, it's just like shade rattle moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it, like Starlet too, right? Saying uh, I've only performed once. Mm-hmm. I like that you can right. say that on the show right. now and be like, okay, cool. Just show your realness. Like, show the things because it's part of the show. Mm-hmm. You have weaknesses. They don't They don't cast everyone to be perfect. They cast them to be a mix of these traits, right? But it's like, yeah, that one right. they did. I wish they kind of harped on that one because that would have been funny to watch. Because then it would have given us a, compl- yeah. a complex, like, I'm not just an Instagram queen. I'm a performer. <laughs> I love yeah. that happens. He didn't... I w- <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Starlet interact yeah. in that moment. Like, like put a little bit more, uh, more yeah. flame on that. Like, see how she reacts to that. Can she read yeah. them back? Mm-hmm. You know, she'll yeah. be like really. Uh, she'll be like savage when it comes out. Maybe who knows? Yeah. Ooh. Well, we'll see. Um, LaPhil comes in with big pointy tits, uh, all in red. Um, long red hair. She's Brighouse. Davina was in her school choir. I just love that. Um, I'll bet Davina was an alto and LaPhil was a soprano and there was like mm-hmm. a big old thing about it. Mm. Um, but she's, uh, she's, uh, she's charming. Um, I love a, a pocket-sized queen. Um, so root for LaPhil. I love her. Yeah. I, like another supporting character this episode, but I liked her. I thought her runways were cool. I thought she, you know, uh, she got to have the little social justice corner with, with May. So, you know, uh, I feel like, We'll see more of you next week. Yeah, I think they put her on. They put her on ice for a little bit. Like, okay, we'll intro. Okay, we'll, 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 okay, we could feel it. Something else will happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, she's not yeah, La Filler yeah. Queen. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Good yeah. one. Well, we'll Good see. One. We'll see. Oh yeah, it's still finding Pamara. <laughs> she's she's uh, she, she's Thank she, you so I, much. I liked her. I loved her. How energetic her intro was, and she's just she looks so un- She seems unique. Like she seems like a really unique mix of skills and experiences. And just, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love like a little mm-hmm. bit more unpredictable, like background for a queen. I think that's fun to see. Cause it's, unpre- it's you don't know where they're going to go. They could go up and down in different challenges. Whereas other Queens, it's easy, yeah. easier mm-hmm. to map out how they might do for production. I want production to be confused so that we can also be surprised. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Right. That's a good point. I don't know how she's going to do. That's true. Um, the next queen. And this is like, I feel like this was just like, the other shoe dropped when Cheddar Gorgeous walked in. I was like, oh, okay, here's the winner. I mean, she, they even mm-hmm. had like winner's music around her. Uh, it was Acid Betty mm-hmm. meets Sasha Velour, if we're going to make another Drag Race reference. Um, and yeah, I, I, another 38-year-old. So mm-hmm. count it. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, uh, and she's inspired two of the queens in the workroom. One of them won this week, mm-hmm. and the other one was in the top. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, take a little commission for that cheddar. I that <laughs> entrance music was some of my favorite. Get that yeah, cheese, yeah, get some of that cheese, honey. Uh, but that entrance music was epic. That was Dragula levels of entrance music. I want it on repeat. Mm. Um, now I hear you. I saw the acid Betty. Uh, I saw the the tights and they were ripped. I saw the the Betty and it was acid. This is a deep one, and I don't expect anyone else to see it. But I please keep an eye out for. There are times in drag that Cheddar Gorgeous looks like Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice star Kate Walsh. I'm telling you, it's there. 
I'm telling you, I, I, there was a moment I was like, that's Addison Gray. Yep. And, uh, Oh, okay. I'm, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll look for mm-hmm. it. So what, I will Co- look for Colin, it. Colin, why are you, your references are like B and C level talent. Yeah. From what are, yeah. why are these your reference points? <laughs> That's a high that compliment. Getting, Thank I, you. Have to, I have to Google these. I have to Google these <laughs> almost daytime stars. I don't know at this point. Yeah. I, you know, that's a, that's a great question. I, I think, uh, the, this is, you know, they, I feel like this week's runway about the BBC and how these were the references these, these kids grew up with. Mm-hmm. These were the references, you know, it was like going to Blockbuster Video as a kid and renting the Poseidon Adventure. And mm-hmm. so now Shelly Winters is a reference point. But, um, you know, when you put it out there for like the seven people in the world, you're like, I saw the Kate Walsh, you know, like. You put out a lighthouse beacon of like, does anyone else see these niche like B mm-hmm. list celebrity references? So, um, but thank you. That's a high compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. I will say from after this, uh, after these entrances, the three that I was decided I was rooting for were Cheddar Gorgeous, uh, Sminty Drop. Just because I was like, okay, you're going far. Uh, and Black Peppa. Those three, I was like, I'm rooting for y'all. I think that they're going to bring you to the end. Yeah, I mean, I certainly was getting, you know, you watch enough seasons of Drag Race, you talk about enough seasons of Drag Race, you start to get the feeling of like, okay, who's a stick around queen? Who, you know, is maybe just here for a reason or here for a narrative? I, I think there's, I think all three of those feel like valid choices. And I hope similar to what you were saying, Jeannie, I hope I am totally surprised. I hope that one of these other ones who didn't make much of an impression this week, like comes in and just like completely takes over the competition just to be surprised, mm-hmm. just to not feel like I'm walking the paces of another season, you know? Yeah. Wait, which, so Johnny, can you repeat which three you said? Copper Top? Sure. Yeah. No, uh, Sminty Drop. I think Copper Top is going to mm-hmm. be like top five, um, but uh, Sminty Drop, mm-hmm. Black Peppa, and Cheddar Gorgeous. Um, that's who I was getting. I, I could see like an alternate reality where it's Danny Beard, Baby, and mm-hmm. Dakota Schiffer. You don't who think, knows? You don't, you don't think Starlet will be able to do that? In the, you're not, we're not rooting for Starlet, any, either of you? Um, no, I, it's not that I'm not rooting for her. Mm. I'm just not excited by that yeah. type of perfection. Um, I, grant, I, 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 I think they did it with, with Crystal Versace mm-hmm. the season before. And I know that the show is doing its best to kind of like, I don't know, spread out what type of drag mm-hmm. they're going to promote that season. And I feel like Starlet is, is, is one of those just perfect, polished, beautiful queens. And... Yeah. We just saw it with Crystal. So it's not that I don't think that she's amazing. I think if we're going to find a winner's edit, which we've talked about before on this podcast, um, it is when RuPaul is like, no, that is the best mm-hmm. entrance look ever. This is the queen. And we're going to refer yeah. back to that clip, right? That might be a clip of the week during the finale when mm-hmm. when Starlet is crowned. RuPaul, it's clear that RuPaul loves her, but RuPaul also loved Plastique Tiara. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, I was thinking the same plastique. And that season, I remember her saying to Sugar Kane, infamous supporting character of a season, uh, uh, brilliant lip sync. Yeah, by the I, way. I love Sorry, Sugar Kane, but there sad. is that like there was the one like purple gown that she wore. Rue was like, I think this is one of my favorite looks I've ever seen on the stage, and you know that's a high compliment to uh, Sugar Kane. And I think Christopher Palou from Project Runway 
uh, did that dress. Um, oh, mm. is But any event, yeah. I feel like, or she could just say, you know what? That's my favorite dress ever. I'm going to send you home next week. Yeah. Oh. That's true. Because it could be like a let them have their flowers moment. Like celebrate the yes. thing. Yes. You know mm-hmm. it's not that you know you know where they're going next. Oh no. And, yeah. And and you know as a kind of an odd segue, but maybe not that odd. When she was interacting, this almost was my clip of the week. When RuPaul was interacting with Starlet during the photography challenge, it was memorable and notable how uncomfortable Starlet was yeah. mm-hmm. with the rain and all of that stuff. To the point where RuPaul is like, "Okay, don't talk. Yeah. Okay, just yeah. don't say anything. Yeah. You can just mm-hmm. use your body." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes, and that could be that. I mean, you know, production has to lay out breadcrumbs for us to see the storyline. That's their job. It could be the foreshadowing. She's uncomfortable in things. She's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. She's 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 out. She's stretched past her limits in these certain situations. It could be in a comedy thing, a talk, anything talking, anything, anything right. with action that's not still photography, I suppose, or styling. Anytime she has yeah. to be ugly, mm-hmm. can you imagine what quick drag ugly. is going to look like? It's mm-hmm. going to be hard right. to be ugly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I think you know we don't have to go you know beat by beat in the photo shoot, but I feel like as a second first impression of the queens, I think that was what we saw from Starlet was like exactly what you guys are saying. And then I think on the on the flip side, how like Cheddar Gorgeous was talking to Rue like oh. a contemporary, and oh, that yeah. always feels you know I was gonna say that always feels like a good omen, but then there's Minnie Cooper, uh, and it was a disastrous omen. And Jimbo uh, for that matter. And Jimbo, yeah. yeah. Uh, but well, I, that wasn't I Rue, sorry, yeah, yeah. But I also I love when we have that early on of like a queen doesn't come in like you know please Rue can I have some more but like talks to her like a fellow seasoned drag queen mm, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. yeah I I that was my next kind of thing was you know she cracked a joke right like oh get get, get me slit open for this one dear mm-hmm. just throwing the beach ball to Rue mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. RuPaul loves that when it's like okay now I can make the joke back to you it's like oh well you know I've heard that before that's what they all say mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah the and then the just the play of like oh is that another word for old Rue and I just think this if there was another clip of the week this would have been it I just don't think Cheddar was Cheddar for whatever reason wasn't in the top. Um, I think she probably should have been, if I'm being honest. But uh, she she definitely made an impression here, uh, uh, more so than um, than towards the end of the episode. But it, I, I, at her entrance, and then again with the second photo shoot, I was like, "Whoa, it is actually Cheddar here." And then Black Pepper won. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of me hungry. <laughs> wait, wait. I have, I have, I have, I have a, I have a deep cut um, entertainment reference for you, Colin, for this. Yes. For Cheddar Gorgeous's look, it was like that sexy evil character from the Mummy that was wearing all the gold jewelry. Do you remember what I'm talking about? The sexy woman. Uh, the man. The man. Oh, the, oh, the sexy man. Because I was like, I yeah, know there's a yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, with the gold I'm paint very... and the gold. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm that was very familiar with him. Yes. Oh, I feel like I even know that actor's name, but it's too much to Google. I'm like, oh boy, that's attractive. Oh. I was gonna say you're bringing me back to a very informative time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh. Well, uh, how about we? I feel like we could scoot to the runway. Did did we want to talk about the workroom at all? The bore, the blobbies, anything like that, or do you want to just get right to the runway? You know, the the interesting topic I think was uh, one that we could kind of tangent on if you want. But like the idea that 
children's programming was important for queer people because so much of children's programming and children's books is about creativity, is about being yourself, is about loving yourself, is about sharing, is about friends, is about, you know, oh, that person's different. I think about YA novels and it's always somebody that's different. Um, you know, I think about the Brady Bunch and the impact that the Brady Bunch had in the U.S. I think about Sesame Street, how Legends of the Hidden Temple just awoke my ovum when Kirk Fogg would swing in on that mm. rope and then land so perfectly. Gem and the Holograms, you know, she was incognito and she was this fabulous, you know, queer being most of the time. Um, X-Men, I think, uh, just like the queerness of X-Men. So I really related to this conversation uh, that Coppertop kind of found out that like these Saturday morning cartoons, these, these children's programming, those are the ingredients that we need to find ourselves in. Yeah, I did like this conversation, and I feel like even even if what you were watching wasn't children's programming, like I feel like what Carrot Top was saying of like just the stuff that even sneaks through or that you see where it's like, oh, that's valid. Like what that made me think of was, you know, as a kid, like reruns of the Golden Girls was always on Lifetime, and so like it took me a while to mm. kind of embrace the Golden Girls, but I would see snippets of it here and there, and I remember at a very young age seeing. Um, I mean, it's like. It's the episode where uh, uh, Sophia and Blanche are dating the same guy. And, you know, they're having this, like, fight in the living room. And I remember, like, Blanche, you know, calls her, you raisin in sneakers. And that joke, raisin in sneakers, was just, like, a queer awakening of, like, <laughs> and it was it was Rue McClanahan in a nightgown calling, you know, uh, Estelle Getty queer. in drag, in old lady drag, a raisin in sneakers. And I was, like... I don't know why this is like hitting a little nerve. I didn't know I needed to have hit. I want more mm -hmm. of that joke, you know? And I think it was the sassy nerve. Yeah. Right. And just the idea of these old ladies calling each other raisins. Like, I just think like it was, um, that stuff sticks. And then you kind of like come back to it later as an adult, you know? Oh, totally. I feel like maybe this conversation makes me think my drag may have benefited if I had watched a little less Roseanne growing up. <laughs> Roseanne as a dragon food. Tell me more. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, it must have impacted me somehow. Did you uh, have a gown that looked I, like the little like the little blanket on her couch? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. That would be amazing. Oh my god. Or the god, chicken the t shirt with the chickens and the eggs. Yes. Yes. Oh I know exactly god. what you're talking as about. A, as a bedazzled gown. Oh my goodness. <laughs> It's not too I late. Do it's not I want to do resent. I want to do. I love her still, even though she's crazy and had her whole breakdown. But she, she, I, I don't know. She, I would love to do her on Snatch Game one day. I can't believe she's not been done properly yet. Wow, Roseanne is hilarious. Wow, if they can do Trump, you can do Roseanne. Yeah. yeah, I, I, you know, I guess adult programming, Colin, is something that also creeps in because I think about watching Nick at Night as a kid, mm -hmm. and Dick Van Dyke. Obviously, Sally was just like the queer character um and then you have mary tyler moore which mm -hmm. mary <laughs> right is, i mean <laughs> we all wanted to be mary even though we were all rhoda mm -hmm. so like there was that dynamic um i could even go into taxi uh and just like the the, the ovum that was opened uh during taxi uh the even just like sister act um all of the movies as well that i watched as a kid um so, yeah, the, I, I did love this discussion. And I feel like, Colin, it's like a future Only Marys 
like kind of investigation. Yeah. Yeah. Like what happens when you see my first, the first wives club at nine years old? You know oh, what I mean? Like what happens to you? I love that movie. <laughs> my father like, got so mad when that was the first DVD we rented when we got a DVD player. That was the first DVD. We rented. He was so mad about it. I was like, well, <laughs> you better get used to this. Bitch. Yeah. Right. Right. Poop, guns and roses. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, I mean fabulous. that's a good influence on drag. You know, I feel like having a little first wives club in the in the catalog always helps. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, a Diane Keaton, uh, mm-hmm. just just flipping out. Oh, yeah, oh, that's God. her signature. Oh, that's... Oh, right, right. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. The I'm hair, not, I'm just not not ready for this. She's wild. I think you found your second Snatch maybe, Game character. Maybe. Absolutely. Yeah, right? Oh my yeah, gosh. a two-in-one. Roseanne, Roseanne into Diane into Keaton. Into Diane Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> Write that down. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> she freaks uh, out. She freaks out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's jump into then these BBC-inspired looks. Um, Cheddar Gorgeous uh, being the, the test card F. Uh, I just love the specificity of that. It's also very alien, right? Test card F. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, this, this to me, reminds me of uh, kind of the advice, Jeannie, that you always give or that I found that you were doing on Drag Race Thailand was you take the brief and then you see like, okay, how can I make sure that I stand out and I'm not doing anything that's expected of me? And I feel like picking the test card is that type of a step. totally totally and she it's like she wanted to take i feel a, a strong connection with cheddar gorgeous because of that because of that approach she's like i don't want to try to be one of the main characters i want to take a, a an unexpected thing that's underappreciated and elevate it to this level and put it on the front and that is that is a surefire way to make herself stand out and she she describes herself as this alien deity right it's like she i don't know i feel like we're gonna see like some surprising humanity from her in the in the coming episodes Mm. whereas her starting point is very like i'm not the main thing i'm gonna find the other thing and then we're gonna see like the main thing come from her and it's gonna warm us up Mm, yeah and i think even her saying like this is glamour on the edge of sanity felt like Mm -hmm some of what you're talking about of like oh there is like a you're not just being you know crazy and kooky and out of this world like there's kind of a narrative of like right glamour on the edge of sanity is like literally what this season is Mm -hmm. it's like and what the past couple seasons of drag race have been since 2020 has been glamour on the edge of sanity Mm -hmm. i love it it's so brilliant what a brilliant catchphrase yeah i just think that that is so smart she is i just think cheddar is so so brilliant uh and i hope that she continues to impress me yeah she's um, uh she's pretty sharp that's a cheese joke um so <laughs> oh mary uh, at least she's not swiss you know <laughs> i hate the swiss they put holes in my cheese <laughs> i'm pretty neutral about the swiss um <laughs> Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about John Burr's. Uh, I I think my favorite thing about this runway is that it was it Rue saying so that's what a blue Peter badge is because I really think that exposes the truth that most of these references Rue was like oh I didn't know that's what we were referring to for four seasons yeah, uh, yeah. I just Googled Blobby an hour ago you know and I, that was very true <laughs> at least she admitted it at least she admitted right? it right I like right? I, I love the theme of it and I like I I can. See, 
in my uh, in my corporate mind, I can see what's happening where they're like, okay, we're on BBC, they're celebrating out, like they're they're playing well with the network and doing all the things they need to do mm-hmm. to you know to 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 have that foothold with the network. So that's good. That's good for the future. And I like I like learning these references because I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna go Google this myself unless it was presented to me on Drag Race in a drag format. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've learned so much about British culture because of references these queens have made, but I'm not going to go look for them. Uh, and I would have, would have not have found them on my own either. Mm-hmm. So, and, t- and thank God it wasn't a uh, queen of England reference. Oh, like it was good thing. They got that one out of the way. Yeah. Out of the way. yeah. I didn't think, I didn't think, oh, I, I don't know if this is out of order. I didn't think, um, I didn't think uh, just May's thing was that bad. The first look, I liked it. The the, it was creative. It was creative. Right? And if maybe she, I thought it was I funny. Know. It was funny. She didn't look pregnant or whatever the thing was. She looked good, and she was good at. She performed well. And it was funny. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. It was like stupid. Yeah. What? A, what yeah. It was stupid. Yeah. 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 I think I just made for sure. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was much stronger than, than if I'm being honest, than than Jombers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more memorable in that sense. You know. Yeah. Sorry, we I did skip ahead. John Ber- yes, John oh. Bruce was average. John Bruce was was forgettable, normal, whatever. Yeah, and we and you know, I don't have thoughts on all of these. Like LaPhil, I don't know if I have any sure. thoughts on the charity mm-hmm. bear. Um so uh Yeah, the next one that that I think made the impact was Sminty, right? Oh, when mm-hmm. she just came in as God. the lampshade. This is something that drag race could sell as like a as as something you could buy. Mm-hmm. Is Sminty as a lamp. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Um did any of the judges describe it as antiques roadhoe or am I the only one who she did? She did. Okay. She did. Okay. She did. I was like, yeah. if nobody used that, then what do we do? Go home. You know, like Just what, cancel a everything. what are we doing here? Jeff? Yeah. It's like right there. It's too on the nose. It hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, you know, the, the one thing that was interesting about this runway is uh, the, the overlap of Mr. Blobby and I, Danny Beards versus Black Peppas. And I have to agree, I just, if you're gonna do the reference, make it yours, make it interesting. And Black Peppa did. It was so much more, um, not more interesting to look at, not to, not to discount Miss Geist here, but because uh, Danny Beards was nice. It was, it was funny, it was cool, it was club kid. Mm-hmm. But then when Black Peppa came out, I was like, okay, she went two steps further with it. I have, you know what? I have to raise a flag and and not disagree completely because I totally get what you're saying. Um, I think they both referenced outside design influences heavily for that look. With um, Danny Beard, obviously Lee Bowery was brought up in the discussion mm. as well. And I'm not saying Lee Bowery owns that in perpetuity, but it was like very much in that direction. And then Black Peppa, the look, I, I believe the look was created by a designer in Chicago named Ida Berthing, who does a lot of, uh, does has done a few looks for Queens in, in, in the last couple of years. Very like amoebus, weird kind of, that's a style. And Evie Oddly. yeah, and, okay. and it, it just uh, because I know that designer or I know of that designer, seeing all the world of the designers that are the cottage industries of this, the, the whole thing that's happening with Drag Race, you know, around the money that's spent. I was like, oh, it's the designer and it's not her. But then she overcame mm. that with a chocolate mm. look for me. And I was like, she still deserves to win. But it was like, you know, that was a case of designer wearing the model, I felt. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. To me, it was. Okay. A good perspective. Yeah. When we've we've kind of we've talked about that not as educated as you have, but we've kind of talked about that a little bit in other seasons where 
there is that sense of exactly what you're saying is that there are designers creating these incredible looks for these queens that they're paying for and then wearing and and you know selling down the runway but at the end of the day even even for you know starlet for her entrance look are we celebrating starlet or the person who made that dress yeah. You know, because that's kind of how I see it. If I was the designer, I'd be like, fuck, that's a feather in my cap. And and not as, you know, I don't know. It just it feels it feels different when the praise is so strong for the look. You're right. How much of this is the, is actually just the designer. So it's a it's a good point. I, you know, and just kind of talking about Starlet, I will say because you're right about her entrance look. But then when she comes out in something like the Papazzi Stone look. I feel like that is very much the drag queen, her acting that way, the makeup, the styling. Because I, I don't even really remember the Chanel-inspired kind of tweed suit. I know that she had the quote on at the mm -hmm. end, um, but a bitch troll from hell, which is, you know, obviously the designer might have put that on if she didn't do it. But I, it was perfect. This was a wow moment. For I me. agree. And the details, like the cup, and like there was a lot of detail to it that we didn't even get to mm -hmm. uh, fully absorb or appreciate in that moment. And I think it, I think that look, the 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 character look, it did outshine her signature drag look. Her signature drag look looked like mm. it was beautiful. Of course, it was beautiful, but there wasn't much of an idea there. It was just like beautiful mm -hmm. on beautiful, which I hope we, I hope she expands beyond that and has like concepts and ideas because she does well with them they look with mm -hmm. her taste level it's like it's like impeccable mm. yeah yeah it's true i feel like that was also true about her entrance look it's like well you're beautiful so which is that'll get you a foot in the door um what do you do you know, yeah exactly then what are you gonna do with it now what yeah um i would love to talk about copper top because i I watched the two soup sketch this morning. I had never heard of it before. And it's nuts. It's really funny. It is it is <laughs> also like it is completely one note. It is just about this very old, very slow waitress uh yeah. taking forever to get to and from the table, spilling the soup. It is complete <laughs> is it is a note and a half at best. And I could watch it go on for twenty minutes. <laughs> I, I got what they were saying about, like, it's a drag performance, give us a narrative. But I think how now having seen the sketch, I love that Copper Top decided to use that as a runway inspiration. Like, it just feels like mm -hmm. I just I love that that was what you were drawn to. I think that's such a great reference to bring to Drag Race that I I think I forgave it because I loved what the inspiration was. Yeah, I, Copper Top shouldn't have been in the bottom three for me. I thought this look was uh, creative and fun, and then and had an uh, you know a perspective. And same with uh, her her who are you look who who are you look. Um, it just was it 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 popped more. Um, it was memorable. Whereas somebody like John Burrs, I think, could have maybe taken her 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 place mm -hmm. as a bottom three there. Um, because it wasn't as memorable. Coppertop, you remember. You remember because she had the word fag on her dress. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, her yeah, her it's signature memorable. drag, I, it was very memorable. I thought it was actually, I know that there was kind of the comment of like, oh, you know, the, the letters on the dress, I felt like I could have done that or whatever. There was something kind of pop art about it that I, I, mm. I think RuPaul was even saying, like, not so much looking at it as a dress, but as a statement. And from that point of view, I thought, yeah, it was... I don't need it to be beautiful. I don't need everyone to be starlet, you know? 
Yeah, but imagine if imagine, yeah. okay, these I hate words on outfits. I think it's like a, a sin. I think it's like she should be eliminated just for that. I don't like it. I don't like any looks. I don't like any looks. Halal Bay in Halal Bay on Canada mm-hmm. was already eliminated. She should have been eliminated twice again. I, any words? If you can't make it, if you can't make it clear without words on the dress. Hmm. Right, right. It's like if it, that whole thing of like if you have to explain the look, then it doesn't work. It's like yeah. well, well, putting a putting words on it doesn't exempt you from that. <laughs> words words but, on the but dress. What you, oh, but God. what if you underline the words? And what if you put an exclamation point? And what if you add a footnote? Right, right. What if there's an ampersand on your? Oh, right? Where does it stop? Footnote? I love. That. Where does this end? Just put a fucking essay on the dress then next time. Yeah. <laughs> You can't just make uh, it say I, what it's saying. Anyway. Right. I hear that. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I I liked the effect, but I completely hear what you're saying, that it's like, well, isn't this kind of trying to skirt the whole, like, ex- yes. not having to explain the look thing? I get yes. that. Yeah. Yes. That's true. That's true. I, You know, I'm going to lightly push back <laughs> only because I can think of an example where it was really impactful. Bob the Drag Queen's entrance look. Oh, yeah. What did she write on hers? Oh, it was like, it, yeah, but it was just UNT on but the bathing suit. But her arm was the C. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it, I, just, I don't know. That, that I think, is like very You're clever. using it. You're you using, know, I don't yeah, know. You're using it. But like the bowls look too. Like I, I, I want to go watch the clip now of the reference of that skit, of the, of the comedy thing, the bowls thing. But imagine if mm. a Sminty or Scarlet, Starlet had done a look like that and what that would turn mm-hmm. into. And that's what I was hoping for the silliest references, like Cheddar taking this thing and making it more, you know, fashionable. Mm-hmm. Although the, that look mm-hmm. wasn't that great, I guess, from Cheddar. But imagine it, what, what a Starlet would have done with the Bulls look or what a Sminty could have done with the Bulls look. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. Sure. Yeah, there is that. that yeah. I, of take the Bulls look and then drag it up. Yeah. Yeah. I want more drag. More mm-hmm. beautiful, yeah. or uh, 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 glamour fashion yeah, yeah, drag, yeah. right? Because I don't know, there was something very Nina West true, camp true. about it. I was just like, all right, true. this is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the 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 Rue are you looks, uh, you know, Sminty had the huge hair with the curlers in her hair and the black latex gloves. She was praised for that. Um, I think Baby needed a little bit more praise for the red puff pants. I think I said this earlier. I just I love that, that was look. Good. Uh, it just kind of got lost in the it shuffle. It was really nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think from the signature looks, you know, we've talked about John Burr's. I mean, there was something kind of like, oh, you're wearing your dad's old motorcycle leathers. Okay. Tell me more about that. It's kind of <laughs> hot. Uh, and I felt like Peppa was having a real Monique slash Mohart moment with the headpiece. And I thought, oh, Peppa. This is not good. I thought we were going to get like a slow-mo of like RuPaul being like, what? But this was more of like a Kylie Sonique love slipping on her jacket mm-hmm. and turning it into a tumble kind of thing. Uh-huh. And th- that mm-hmm. I feel like is a relatively new, like pheromone wishes she got these kind of kid gloves mm-hmm. when she slipped and Correct. fell, you know? Um, Correct. But and, and I feel like every time Monique Hartwig came off, it was like, oh. Nope, not good. And so it's interesting now that they're starting to like focus more on the how do you recover versus what happened, you know? Well, don't they film the runways twice? They do. So I'm just kind of yeah. like, it probably only fell once. Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. good point. That's yeah. a very good point. And they chose to keep it in there. And it's just kind of like, all right, guys. Yeah. I, I see what you're doing here. Yeah. Don't focus on yeah. it. Yeah. Don't focus on it. 
That's interesting. Um, I I, I want to just say my unpopular opinion on this episode. This was one of the strongest runways I have seen on Drag Race since Drag Race Thailand. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I just I, it was so they came so prepared. They really did. They really did. And they had yeah. flexibility. Ru, Ru, are you? That's like this room in there to do something really great. And and you know, mm. Black Peppa deservedly won because that look was incredible. And even if the chocolate mm. hadn't, whatever. That there's always going to be problems with that crazy looks, right? Crazy like head pieces and things. Always complicated. But her being black chocolate and like the purple Cadbury wrapper, it's just so mm-hmm. perfect. It's so right. And you could see what she is saying right when she walks out without the word Cadbury written on her outfit. Right, right, right. Without it's chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> it's chocolate. <laughs> it's chocolate. Ah! <laughs> it's chocolate. No. Oh, no. <laughs> they should have played the horn oh, in the chocolate no. fell red. Yeah. I just tried to play it, but it won't play. So, Colin, you can edit I'll it. I'll let in it here. in a horn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she did not have to wear it's cho- it's to say it that it was chocolate. And I feel like, to be honest, I would say lose the headpiece. Uh, you didn't even really. It, that was almost a variation of like saying it's chocolate. It's like just. I think I would have gotten the point just from choosing that specific color it's purple. Of purple yeah, true. You know, like that. I would. I could have gathered the rest, but um, you know, uh, good for her. Uh, you know, I. Untucked, you know, we get some some real like that's a lot of emotions for safe from Danny. Um, and I do want to just give credit to I, I know because I know that Pixie did not really jump for uh, maybe either of you this episode, but I was keeping an eye on her. And in terms of great narrating for the episode, I like that she said, you know what? Copper Top's look is ugly, but you know what else is ugly? Homophobia. Mm, and I thought yeah. that was like a mm. nice that was a nice take on that. Yeah. look. You <laughs> yeah. Know? yeah, it's true. It was a very generous. And on, on that point yeah. of Dan- Danny Beard. Um, I might have been stoned when I was watching this, but I did think that I did have an epiphany. Can I share it with y'all? Please. please. About drag and what makes our superpowers happen. All drag queens, all performers. Um, I think Danny said, I like to make people laugh because I want to, it's a form of control. If I can make everyone laugh around me, then they'll love me. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think I saw a connection with look queens, like a starlet, like a sminty, uh, and like a Dakota Schiffer who's very young, right? In that controlling the look, especially like a starlet, controlling the details of the look is a defense mechanism. Just like controlling laughter and the comedic thing around you is a defense mechanism. And I wondered, in my high state, I wondered if our defense mechanisms as as human beings is actually that emphasized to its maximum is our drag. Like our, our thing that we use to we make ourselves feel better about ourselves and then we mm. push that as far as possible and that that is mm. like what a drag superpower is i think oh that's interesting uh i can i can totally relate to that i feel like i when i get to uh conduct a choir i it i am putting myself in drag in a sense and all of my insecurities and the little scared little boy and all of that stuff just kind of float away because I have this other thing that I'm putting on and just like going for to the max. Yeah. And then you're yeah. it's armor, it's weaponry, you do it. And then you're conducting mm. the shit out of those bitches. Wait, <laughs> <fuck you. laughs> 
<laughs> and it reminds me of like when RuPaul says like the first time someone gets into drag, it's like then you kind of find out what kind of queen you're going to be. Like you, something comes out when you get into the drag. And I wonder if there's a correlation between what you're talking about of like our defense mechanisms out of literal drag. How does that translate to who we would become or who we do become in drag? You know, is like, is there, is, is somebody who's out of drag who's very, um, concerned about like looking a certain way you know what i'm saying like i, I yeah, wonder yeah. if like if, if that translates you know yeah I, that that is very like rue philosophy right like i've listened to mm -hmm. rue's master class and just different songs and things in over over time the philosophy is like if you can bring out the truest version of yourself imagine the power of bringing out that in drag you bring out this version and it's like you mm -hmm. or when you're conducting you're bringing out this version of you imagine if you could ap apply that version of you to other parts of your life what would happen how many things could happen for mm -hmm. you if you applied that best version of yourself to everything that comes mm -hmm. your way every mm -hmm. supermarket interaction every argument you have with some whoever any situation you bring that drag queen mm -hmm. out and see what happens supermarket oh my god i'm thinking of thorgy thor yeah, i would mean i loved it <laughs> that's why she doesn't work anymore exactly. well, i i mean i i feel like that's like the the actual interpretation of what Rui. like i think about back in season six and remember rupaul talking to trini k bonet about this of like take the power that you have in lip syncing and bring it to the comedy challenge and it's like mm. how am i supposed to like how, how is that supposed to work? How am I going to turn, you know, uh, apples into, you know, pork chops? And it's like, I think what you're talking about and what you're saying is really what it is, is like, no, there is some confidence. There's some little magic thing that comes out when you're when you're doing the true you and when you're doing it in drag and you're feeling the most safe and armored to do it can you find that ineffable thing and bring it into your supermarket interactions? Like, yeah. I think it's, it's like a big life shift that is so much bigger than drag, but I think is it, it's also like, you can't really give anyone an instruction manual on how to do it. You know, yeah. like it's so individual. So they got to find it themselves. Right. I still haven't watched that masterclass. All I know about is if you want to be successful, wear a suit and I haven't done that. Yeah. Absolutely. Wear a suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, step one. I haven't done it, but we'll get to the rest of it. It's fine. Yeah. So I know I need to get a suit. Let me go. I need to, I need to go to a bench warehouse. On Monday. We're next week on Monday. We're going to start on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's uh, just kind of talk. Uh, name this lip sync. It's Dakota versus Just May. And uh, I thought this was a great lip sync song. I really enjoyed it. Um, and Dakota owned the fuck out of it. Uh, it was all in her face. It was all in her body. And it, it was just so much more confident. You felt like you like Dakota had been doing this for years. And whether Just May like was doing a great job or not, I couldn't see behind the makeup. And it looked it, the more the song went on, I was like, This is the look you go home in. And that's just what yeah. I saw. Yeah. The breastplate yeah. sweat. It was just it mm -hmm. the, I'd not and, there was no sweat, just like just like the you know what's it called flop sweat like you're just like oh yeah you could just feel mm -hmm. you could just feel it like you're just sweaty under there and it's just oh she's worried and she knows and i felt bad for the girl you can feel the chafing yeah there was a tentativeness God. to her <laughs> there was a, like she was performing as if she had been a drag queen since just may you know like yeah that's what yeah. i was getting yes. uh and and you could feel it it was like oh i 
Dakota didn't have to do this much to win because just May, it almost like she felt like she had given up before she had started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the song was like a good fit for Dakota as well. And it had mm-hmm. like, um, I don't have you heard that song before, before this before this lip sync? No, no. Okay, so no. I had had, it's in my Spotify, I had heard it before. And I, I remember when I heard, when I found the song, I was like, this it reminds me of RuPaul's production. Like it reminds me of a cover, like there's like an instrumentation that's like, like cover girl or like one of the, classic RuPaul tracks so it felt mm-hmm. sp- again stoned but it felt like spiritually like young queen coming into her own mm. dancing to a dancing to a it felt like in the it felt right and I feel like that mm-hmm. is so, so sad but that has an effect on how how the lip sync goes is if it fits your character in the moment you get a you get a bonus you get an advantage you get an advantage Oh my God, we've seen that. I, like we could do a whole list of like, I mean, Chi-Chi Devane versus Thorgy Thor. Chi-Chi was always going to win that lip sync of End I'm Telling You from Dreamgirls mm. because it was like, you are basically dressed like a dream girl. And yeah. whereas like, it, it, and there've been so many others where it's just like, oh, this is, I mean, you could say like Jinx Monsoon versus Detox in season five, like Malambo number one. It was like, yeah. well, come on. And this very much, I was like, well, if Dakota, this is a great week week to be in the bottom two. Uh, and I don't know what, I mean, I guess I was going to say, I don't know what just May's signature lip sync would be. I assume it would be Spice Girls, but uh, mm. yeah. I don't see her doing like a spice up your life. I don't see her like going to that level. So, you know, maybe more of a ballad queen. I don't know. Um, well, uh, so long, May. Uh now we do every episode of BSA of the week, who's kind of our, you know, the queen who jumps out to us the most or the one who we're kind of most excited by, or who has kind of the best kind of moment in the episode. Um, Johnny, you had already said your BSA of the week is black Papa. Yeah. I am going to, I, I want to give it to cheddar gorgeous because she certainly is. I'm going to give it to pixie because I want to, put her name on the board with something. I think that she might emerge a little bit more. So I'm going to give her a preemptive BSA of the week. Love it. Love it for you. I think yeah. that, that, that works. I think I'm going to say, I'm going to say, what is it? Did you say BSA? PSA? Yeah. Like best, like best supporting actress. Yeah. Best supporting actress. Okay. I think, oh, I, honestly, I think um, Black Peppa out of drag. I'll say that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, the, we're off to the races, uh, so to speak. We're off to the drag races. Uh, but before we wrap things up this week, Jeannie, where can folks find more of you? Find me at at Wish for Jeannie, uh, all letters, F-O-R, at, on Instagram. And go look at my looks. And I, I recently did some fun clips and, and content with World of Wonder um, for Binge Queens. So go watch those old clips oh, from, yeah. from All Star mm. 7. It was fun times. Um, and then you can find me bopping around and hanging around in LA at different places and doing gigs, doing brunch gigs sometimes. That's crazy. The daytime. Oh my goodness. Doing local drag gigs here in LA. I love it. It's, 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 I love it. So you find me in LA, you catch me outside. That's what's going to (laughs) happen. How about about that? that? I love it. I love it. Uh, well, Mary's, if you want to catch more of us, we're on Instagram at all right, Mary podcast. Uh, you can also email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. 
or find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com and uh, let us know your thoughts on the UK season four. I just wanted to give a shout out to all the Marys that reached out uh, with uh, some backstory about so many of these references, some like inside tea about UK season four, um, that the BBC was not going to delay the premiere because of the Queen. Um, and, you know, many, I know many, many listeners were reaching out to us about Cherry mm. Valentine, and our hearts are going out to that whole situation is uh, just really, really sad. We're trying to keep things upbeat a little bit, um, but know that, like, it was awful, awful sadness. Yeah, it was a sad note to kick the season off with but uh we're just gonna you know look at the positive and uh you know talk about drag race for a few more weeks um anyway folks if you want to find more of me you can find me on my other two podcasts in the details the celebration of nuance or best supporting podcast uh and you can find me on instagram at colin trucker underscore love it colin what is our last chance lip sync before we get going well, I think in honor of Miss Geraldine Hallowell uh, and her preeminent impersonator going home this week, I feel like we can send out our listeners and send out Just May with Look at Me or Look at May by Jerry Hallowell. <laughs> I love it. Jeannie, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, you're a star. And I can't wait to see you live. I got to yeah, come to Yeah, thank you for having me. Love to chat with y'all again. Yeah, anytime. Welcome back anytime. All right, Marys. We'll see you next time, and we hope you have a great week. Tatsims.